0: Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's going to be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. What up, Roar Church? It's so good to be with you guys this weekend. You are probably wondering where are we at, and uh, I'll jump into that here in a minute. But I'm excited to be with you guys. I pray that everybody is doing well. I pray that the Roar house parties uh you guys are just going crazy worship was great tonight um i know that sounds a little weird because that's us doing worship um but you know i think the one of the things that we constantly love is how that we we get the opportunity and the chance to engage into god's presence and so you know even though we are uh, across the globe and things are different right now you know we can still feel that family atmosphere we're still passionate about what god is doing and i'm excited about what god is doing and, you know, tonight, um, I want to speak a message entitled, It Was a Setup. Somebody say, It Was a Setup. JT, Carlo, come on. Just, instead of hollering out, let's go right now, why don't you holler out, It Was a Setup? It Was a Setup. Everything in our life is strategic. From open doors to closed doors, from hard times to, to great times. If it happened, then God has allowed it we may go through moments where it feels like life has beaten us up we may go through moments where it feels like we're walking in devastations but I'm here to tell somebody and remind you that some of our greatest devastations comes the greatest blessings out of the greatest trials of our lives are opportune moments for God to come in and show himself in a mighty way no matter if you're in pain or or, or, or you need healing or, uh, you know, you just went through the worst day of your, your life at, at, at your job or, or things are just going crazy. If it has happened, then either God has allowed it to happen or God made it happen. And I know that sounds a little crazy because we often think, well, why would God allow this to happen and why would God allow all these negative things to happen? Can I just pause everybody and let you know, God doesn't cause destruction but he will allow destruction if his, if he can get the glory from it. You know, I said this, uh, I can't remember if it was about a month ago, but it was basically a roundabout and a message that said, you know, sometimes uh, even in COVID, God has allowed COVID to come on us. He didn't make COVID come on us, but he allowed it to pass through his hands because the church has never cried out to him more than what they have in the season. So God, instead of changing the circumstances, yeah, I haven't heard you Pray to me like you've been praying to me so you know I kind of enjoy speaking to you I enjoy hearing your voice I enjoy all these things so I'm just gonna allow this thing to just kind of hover over you for a minute because I'm enjoying this relationship that we're having Apostle Paul even even talked about how this thorn in our side is what produces our fruit we have to understand that God Almighty is all know, all-knowing he is powerful and when it seems like the world is caving in on us, I can rest assured and prophesy and promise it and speak it and declare it in whatever churchy name you want me to get this through. But God is in control still. He's not surprised by anything that goes on. But in fact, Scripture tells us in Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three that the steps of a righteous man, in one translation it says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, so there is nothing that is surprising to God. This also means that even in our mistakes, even in our failures, even in these moments that we fall and we never live up to, to what we feel we should be, that God's hand doesn't pull back from us. but He constantly is there, and He's reaching out to try to restore us, trying to fix us and trying to put things back together. Closed doors don't stop God. People can't stop God and your destiny. I'm here to tell somebody I'm here to remind somebody somebody needs to put the devil on alert tonight and let them know that the devil can't stop me from my purpose. The devil cannot stop me from my, my destiny. And if God has spoken it and then the words are yes and amen, then that means that there is nothing in this world that can stop it. Not even you. But what I've learned over my lifetime and these 37 years is God rarely comes in the way that I saw him coming. Because if I saw him coming and coming through the way I think he should come through, then I would never go through devastation. I would never go through pain. I would never go through trials. I would never go through struggles. I would never go through setbacks. But the truth of the matter is, God allows some of these things to come through our way and come through his hands so that he can prove to his children how good he actually really is. God does not create the hard times. We do. He gives us the free will, the choice to either receive him or deny him. He gives us this road map that says, Hey, this road can lead to this blessing and this road can lead to destruction. And oftentimes we choose the easy way, which is destruction. If you, if, if you're in ministry, if you're, you're chasing after God, can I just tell somebody you're going to go through ups and downs? And those ups and downs should be, uh, uh, just this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The thing that reassures you to let you know that God is still in control and that you're on the right path. If you're not going through any destruction, I would be really, really concerned that you're not doing it for God because there's no, re- no need for the enemy to come at you. If everything is just perfect, then is Satan really afraid of you? Ooh, it's quiet in here. I know we're, at, we're, we're, we're in virtual church and it's quiet in here. The things that in your life that feel like the enemy is going to use to hold you back. In the presence of Jesus, God can turn it around to push you forward. Let me say that again. The things that are in your life that you feel like the enemy is using to hold you back. In the presence of Jesus, God can turn it around to push you forward. It's all a setup. God is not defined by our battles. What defines God is that he has never lost a battle. He's victorious. He's the conqueror. Nothing has stopped God. And, and we walk around oftentimes in our life, and we think because we go through this and we go through that, that God must have forgotten about you. And God, God here I am, God. The struggle, Pastor Isaac, is more than I can handle And God saying, it's okay, just keep going because it's perfecting something in you. I remember growing up, and we're we're in this church that we're in right now. This church is called Higher Heights Church. This is a church that I grew up in. And uh, we were about 10 years old when my family came here. And the church that we had came from was this elaborate, beautiful place. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. The music was always top-notch. Uh, the preaching was top-notch. The spirit was top-notch. The people, it was a country club church. Come on, somebody, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody in them three-piece suits. If you didn't have that three-piece suit, you probably weren't walking into Philadelphia Drive. Because it was that type of church. It, it was the, It was that church. And I remember we ended up getting a new pastor. And for whatever reason, That pastor wasn't so much of a fan of my parents. He thought that there was somebody that could do the job better. So, not too long after that pastor had came in, my my my, how's he going to say my pastor? Well, they are my pastors. But my parents ended up resigning, and we ended up coming out to this little country church. Little country church. That when we pulled in, we said, God, there is no way you have sent us here. There's no way you have sent us to this country bumpkin. And and I'm pretty sure you've left us here to die. But can can I just tell somebody? It was in a setup. It was all in a setup. Because what looked like death was actually resurrection. What looked like the end was actually the beginning. And you know the thing that I'm so grateful about this place and why I'm enjoying myself in, in preaching here today. As, as we drove by, we took uh, Isaac and Ness, uh, flew in here and surprised us. And, and we've been able to love on them and hang out and ha- have some good community time. But we took them to uh, Kings Island on Sunday to ride some roller coasters and hang out. But on our way to Cincinnati from my house, we drove past this church and I said, you know what, let me pull in real quick. I want to show you guys where we came from. Why did I want to show them that? Because the truth of the matter is, is we think to be used by God that we've got to come from some elaborate place. This church had hardly anybody in it. But what it did have in it was a place for me to develop into what God had called me to be. See, at Philadelphia Drive, although it looked great on the outside, although it had all the bells and whistles, what it didn't have was a place for Anthony Shepard to develop into what God had called Anthony Shepard to be. Also, at the same time, it did not create a space uh, for my parents to develop into what he had for them. See, the story goes on. We leave from there. Our church and youth group at Philadelphia Drive maybe ran 20 kids and in two years here at this small church that ran about a hundred people we're running about 225 250 kids every single weekend my father goes on to get national youth pastor uh, teacher of the year for the church of God, not just one year, but two straight years. Can I just tell somebody what looked like a setback was actually a setup. And not only that, that's where I became who I wanted to be. It was in this place right here where I would sit in this back room where the sheet is. You can kind of see over my shoulder And we have to shoot it like this because there ain't no Wi-Fi in here. We can't give you all the cameras. We can't give you all the glitz. But the truth of the matter is, that's how we want church. If it doesn't come my way, then it's got to be the highway. But can I just tell somebody, there's a message in this story. Because what looks like a setback is actually a setup. Man, I feel like preaching today. Come on. I know somebody say, go ahead, white boy. Go ahead. It was here, in this place, that I developed to become a worshiper. It was here, in this place, that I developed to, 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 to become all that God had created me to be. Never in a million years would anybody think that I came from a small, tiny church like this. Never in a million years in our natural minds do we think churches like this could produce people to become world changers. But I just want to tell somebody, prophesy to somebody, let somebody know and put the devil on notice. God can do much with little if that little is in the hands of God. I want to say that again. God can do much with little if that little is in the hands of God. I rested in God's presence. I surrendered to God's presence. That didn't mean I wasn't subject to hard times because it was in this place that I had a daughter. It was in this place that I went through a divorce. It was in this place that I had to stand on this pulpit and and apologize to this church. It was in this place that my lung collapsed on stage by leading worship. There was pain that was attached to my destiny. And every time that looked like a setback, it was actually a setup from God what do I mean by that pastor Anthony what are you saying it was in this moment I remember about 12 years ago when I was sitting here I was in Atlanta Georgia uh Brittany and I were on staff at a place called Life Center and right before we had came home Dr Mary Crum gave us a phone call and said Anthony I have a bad feeling about where you're going tonight and I do not think you should get on stage At that time, I was so young and innocent and on fire for God, I thought she was crazy and that there should be nothing that should stop me from going to do God's work. But the truth of the matter is, as I got up here, led worship, and on that night, my lung collapsed. And that's when I knew what it meant to be planted, to serve people. That weren't just out for themselves, but they were to serve people that was looking out for somebody else. That's why we preach what we preach. People often think it's control. But when you are planted in the right place, when you are planted into the right ground, that means you're planted with leaders that are praying over you. They are crying out for you. They are interceding on your behalf. And they will see things that you may never ever see. But the truth of the matter is, it's because they're trying to guide you. But it wasn't a setback it was a setup in genesis 37 joseph's brothers thought by throwing him into the pit that they were stopping him from his destiny but the truth of the matter was was they were propelling him to be all that god had called him to be god ordained that plan for his brothers to throw joseph into the pit let me say this again god ordained it he allowed it these guys are corrupt People jealous over their brother and they say, you know what? Let's kill this man. Let's throw him into this pit. And God allowed it. God didn't stop it. God could have stopped it. But he chose to allow it because God saw that, hey, what the enemy's trying to kill you, God's good at flipping the script on somebody and God's going to flip the script on you if you'll just allow the process to happen. Joseph was put in prison. But Joseph would have never been all that God had called him to be if he was never in prison to interpret Pharaoh's dream. We can't fight the things that come on us. We can pray through them, but we have to trust God's favor on us that he will see us through. I remember being young in school, Brittany and uh, I- I'm like Liam, we we a little ADD, and... Uh, there was times that we had to put puzzles together. And I can remember putting these puzzles together. There'd be like a 100 pieces, 200 pieces. It wasn't anything crazy because I wasn't jumping into those 1,000 and all that. But even just with those 100 and 200 pieces uh, of these puzzles, I can remember looking at the picture and going, oh man, the finished work looks sweet. Open up the box and it's in a million pieces. It seems like you pour it out and all of a sudden you get these pieces where you're like, oh yeah, I can see where that fits. Oh yeah, that's the corner. That's here, that's here, that's here. But it's those pieces that are in the middle that make you go, well, how does this fit in? This ain't even, this color by itself don't even, this don't fit the finished work. They must've sent me the wrong thing. Until you start putting the pieces together and you begin to put the puzzle together and you realize all of a sudden that piece that didn't look like it fit actually is the piece that is needed in order to complete the project. Why am I saying this? Because what looks like a setback is a setup. And we have to allow God to see us through. Through the odd pieces of the puzzle. Or our lives will never be completed. Some of us may feel like we are that puzzle piece in our life. Where am I at right now? How does it fit? Can I just tell you? You cannot quit. Just because you don't fit in right now, it just might mean that, 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 that time for that, that peace to be planted in hasn't come yet. And I want to tell you, keep going, keep pressing, because God is still in control. There is a blessing that is coming your way. I know this is a message that you hear me speak often. But the truth of the matter is, is when you understand your DNA, my DNA is a father and my job as a father is to what? To encourage. Don't give up. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. There are a million different things that will try to hijack your your views. There's a million different things that will try to hijack your passion. But you got to stay focused on Jesus Christ. God may not have have made it to happen but God has allowed it to happen and if God has allowed it to happen whatever your, your storm is whatever your setback is I'm here to tell you that God is still in control and he's going to see you through we can't get caught up in the betrayal we can't get caught up in the, the hurt because if that was the case Joseph would have never become who Joseph was to become he could have quit and the story would have never been that Joseph became a, a, a king The throne was coming towards Joseph, but Joseph had to keep pressing. David wasn't just a lonely shepherd boy. David had purpose. The the pasture is what led him to the, the presence of being a king. He had to learn to serve in order to lead. You have to trust God where God has you. Some weeks ago in our prayer um, Series that we were in, I think it was in week four, I spoke on Jonah and the whale. And it's funny, as I was getting ready, I was reminded of the story of Jonah. In Jonah 1 and 17, it says, now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly for three days and three nights, according to Jonah 1 and 17. How does that make any sense to where I'm going? Because the whale was not just passing by. God ordained that whale to come and swallow Jonah because of Jonah's disobedience. It wasn't to kill Jonah, it was to put Jonah back on track. And there are things that you are going that's that's going on in your life that you look at it and say, There's devastation on around me. There's things that feel like they're swallowing me. But guess what? God is just trying to put you back on track. Jonah's mistakes never surprised God. Jonah's disobedience did not surprise God. God was providing a greater plan to put Jonah back on course. And God is providing a plan to put you back on course. There wasn't just a fish. It wasn't just a coincidence. No, that fish was purposed by God. Its destination was to swallow Jonah and eat him up and three days later not spit him out until God appointed that time. And it not it just like God? When it got to the destination where Jonah needed to be, the fish spit him in the city of Nineveh right where Jonah was supposed to be, right where God had told prophet Jonah to go and to prophesy to this people of Nineveh that they needed to return back to God. They needed to pray, ask for forgiveness. Jonah was disobedient, but God still used him. God still had a plan for him. You know, even in the story, there, there's a, we were talking about this, uh, this earlier this week, with with uh brit and ness and, and ike and my parents and i said you know not that i didn't think uh the story was true because i believe the, the bible is true but i believe that there are moments where the bible will speak in imagery and parables and, and you got to kind of figure out is it true or not and, and i came across this scripture that absolutely just it, it kind of ignited a, a, a not a passion in me But just a, oh yeah, this story is real. In Matthew 12 and 40, uh, Jesus is talking and says, For as Jonah was there for three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be there for three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Many years later, later, Jesus is prophesying about what took place and about what's going to take place. He reassured the story. And Jesus speaks in truth. And the truth is that these setbacks that happened for Jonah and the setback that Jesus was speaking to to his death was going to lead to his resurrection. That his setback was actually a setup. God does not make mistakes. God will never fail us. Pain and struggles will attach itself though to the disobedient heart. What do I mean by that? When Jonah was swallowed by the whale, he wasn't in a cruise liner for three days. He wasn't eating elaborate food for three days. No, he had to sit in the belly of a fish. What am I? Go- I want to go back to what I said earlier. Even though this place represented a great blessing to me, because I was disobedient, Pain was also attached to this place. Sin will always try to scream over us that it has the final word. But I want to tell you, I want to encourage you today that the cross of Jesus is our final word. It is our resurrection. When Satan tries to whisper in our ears that you are done, that your failures will succeed you, you need to hear what I'm saying today. That God is screaming over you, get up and try again. Because God's hand is reaching out to us. God's hand is saying, hey, you may have messed up before, but let me put you back together. Let me put you back on on, on the wheel again. Let me mold some things out. You, You got some crooked places here, but guess what? You're still able to be used by God. God is in control. God is still moving and God is still working. It may not come how we thought it was going to, but it doesn't mean that He's not coming. It just means He's not coming through the way that we thought. God doesn't need our perfection. He needs an open heart. We think to be used by God, we have to be in these elaborate settings doesn't have to be an elaborate setting. What he needs is a heart that is completely surrendered to him. And when you're surrendered to him, the places that look like setbacks can actually become the place of your greatest setups. We have to keep trusting him. We have to keep surrendering to him. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting in the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help. And this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us. And we'll see you later.